Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Marenzi, and I'm on the freaking grid. So is Kevin Walsh as well. We throw it down. Uh, we had such a great time uh, a couple of days ago, and I know a lot of you really enjoyed some of the stories uh, that uh, we shared on the mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed uh, Kevin's high school uh, memories. <laughs> Kevin, Mr. Malinowski. Malinowski, uh, Mr. M. Um, yeah. So break it down uh, once again. Um, Kevin's a big uh, wrestling uh, fan, and of course, the other day, uh, the other day we brought up, I said, man, the sports books have to start posting more odds for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, there's always odds for WrestleMania, and there'll be odds for big WWE Sunday night pay-per-views uh, at times, yet people are betting on simulated football uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me, you know, oh, I'm not going to bet on wrestling. You're betting on simulated football, all right? <laughs> so People bet on the bachelor. Yeah, exactly. So WrestleMania, the biggest event, the Super Bowl of the wrestling world, even though it generally sucks all the time, it's still a big event. And mm-hmm. as far as the money that it generates, you know, we're, we're talking uh, you know, a, a ton of money, basically about $150, $160 million goes into a city uh, generated revenue from a WrestleMania. So WrestleMania is always big. And, you know, this pandemic's just crushing everybody, right? It's the worst nightmare for Vince McMahon, not having fans in a football stadium. Then they go, well, you know what? We'll do it in a performance uh, center. Well, now the performance center, the town that the performance center is in, in Orlando, is basically under lockdown. And it's essential business only. And as much as Vince McMahon believes that he is essential, (laughs) the local mayor doesn't see it that way. So what's the deal with WrestleMania? So, so the so this is it's really interesting. They basically try to get ahead of it, and they're like, "Let's tape as much as possible," because who knows what this will look like by the time WrestleMania is supposed well, to air. They're actually taping like WrestleMania as we speak, almost, or they yes, were. Yes, yes, yes. And I, the, the there, there's conflicting reports as to how much of it's done, but they've also now. So the big story that recently came out is Roman Reigns, who is supposed to be in. It's because now it's a two-night special, supposed to be in probably the main event of at least one of these nights against Goldberg. As I'm sure anybody who's followed wrestling, even if you haven't, you know that Roman Reigns had leukemia, was out wrestling for a year. He doesn't trust his immune system. He's now backed out. Now he backed out at the last hour, which makes this really difficult. But ultimately, it's the right decision. They're now looking for a replacement for for Roman Reigns. It's reportedly going to be Braun Strowman. The thing is, on current WWE programming, they've yet to actually say coronavirus. They're just like, due to other circumstances. Like, because I guess Vince doesn't want to show weakness. He's like, ah, oh, no, I'm not losing anything. So they almost are going to have to find a way to book around the fact that Roman is no longer going for the title against Goldberg. Things are taped. We don't know what's taped. The Miz, part of, part of the reason apparently Roman pulled out, the Miz is sick. Now, they don't know if it's coronavirus or what it is, but he's sick. He was supposed to have a tag team match with his partner, John Morrison, and defend the tag titles. So it was supposed to be a card that had around, you know, 13, 15 matches. We don't even know how many they're going to get. They're now committed to two nights. Apparently, most of it's taped by now. So it's, it's a real, real mess. 
that ruins the the betting for it. Yeah. Oh but yeah. You, it's, I, I mean, the, 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 the betting. You know, this is the reason why, guys. Right. Well, why don't why don't they have why don't they have more wrestling lines? Because mm-hmm. it's taped, and you're not betting on taped events. Someone's gonna know. Obviously, like there already there's already limits when it comes to wrestling bets because people do know. And you know, there's there's some amazing stories. A couple of years ago, there was a guy on Reddit, and you know, in a Reddit like wrestling chat rooms, and he basically was like a pay per view, and there was betting on it. And mm-hmm. he basically, he gave out. He said, this is what's going to happen. And he went like, you know, 12 and 0. Yeah. And he did it again. And about three, four months <laughs> later, another pay-per-view. <laughs> I don't know why he shared it with the public. Yeah, uh, It was almost like he was screwing someone over. Like, we'll never know who it is. It was obviously mm-hmm. someone on the inside. But what happened is he was betting it in all the sports books as well. Like, yeah. he wasn't stupid. Like, he was getting plays in, and he was nailing them pretty good. Like, he was maxing out everywhere that was allowing wrestling bets, and he was going max bet. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, um, you'll love this story, Kevin. I got to tell you, people talk about, all oh, wrestling bets, the limits. Yeah, well, whatever, man. There was a WrestleMania, <laughs> bro. I literally had, like, $3,000 on it. Really? Yeah. I had $3,000 in action. And Do you remember which one? Yeah, yes and no. I don't know the number, but I remember that Shawn Michaels was a guest referee and John Cena was oh, was God. one of the... And Michael they, was the guest referee for Triple H versus The Undertaker, I think. I and like yeah, a Hell in a okay. Cell? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, and they made it kept going. The fight was over. The match was over. And <laughs> I was declared a winner. And Michaels <laughs> came back out and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. So, yeah, basically saw... I was stressing, bro. Like yeah. it was like I was watching a game. Like I was pacing in my in my living room, going back and forth, and I'm like, all right, this next match is up. And I'm like, oh God. I'm like, I hope The Rock wins, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like watching, and I'm totally like way into it. Like I'm all like, wow, you know, they 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 got to promote this guy, and they're not promoting this guy, and this guy's contracts up, and this guy's got quite a push recently, like. Because you're not betting on the fight. It's not a fight, but right. it's a real bet. You're yeah. betting on who's going to win. It's still a bet, right? You know what I mean? So what difference does it make? Like, if you're betting on whether the ball goes in, you're betting on whatever. Like, so you try to get into Vince's mind. So, mm-hmm. but Vince started, like, Vince caught on to this, and Vince, like, starts pulling the carpet out. And as I don't have to tell you, even now, like, Vince is famously known for this. Like on WrestleMania, they'll have like a script and Vince will call over the wrestlers like five minutes before the match. And he'll go, oh yeah, by the way, um, instead of a normal match, make it a hardcore match. And oh yeah, by the way, you lose now. Like they'll just totally change everything. They'll tell you, oh, by the way, this guy's going to run in and this is what's Mm -hmm. happening. And as we saw, going back to... (laughs) The uh, Montreal <laughs> screw job, which yep. I was actually at, Kevin. Really? I was That's there in cool. attendance. That's very cool. Yeah, I was there in attendance. And I actually, like, ran down and, like, we tried to riot. Yes. Like, things, like, it was that heated. Yeah. It, it was it, that it heated. Like, people were like, you mother. And, like, people were, like, going, dude, yeah. the atmosphere in that arena. And I'll never forget it, dude. Uh, you know, I never, I'm never good for years and stuff, but I always remember everything from betting, all right? 
and from like football and stuff. And the Montreal screw job that night, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens played. And it was Sunday night football. Yeah. And Sunday night football like was new and like I think the Ravens were new even. <laughs> like type <thing. laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like and the Steelers won like 37 nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, like that Sunday, I crushed it, Kevin. Yeah. Like all day. And I got to tell you, like me and my buddies, dude, like used to love wrestling, going to all the house shows and everything. So, well, I don't know what it was. Was it the Survivor Series? Whatever it was in Montreal that night, whatever the Did, card was. At that time, though, you, you knew it was like fake, kind of? Because, uh, you know what I mean, right? Like, because the thing is, like, I remember the yeah, last. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the last storyline, right, where I was still trying to like figure it out was they had a storyline where Vince McMahon gets in his limo and they blow the thing up to smithereens, right? So basically pretty much Raw goes off the air that they just murdered Vince McMahon. Someone is just and I'm I'm Googling, is Vince McMahon dead? Like <laughs> for the news. I don't understand. I'm like, Mom, Vince is dead. <laughs> like it's only WWE.com that's like Vince McMahon that's hilarious. the, the you limo. Know, when up. that happened. When that happened, that um, when when that episode happened, Donald Trump, oh. Donald Trump called the WWE office the next day <laughs> and asked if Vince was okay. <laughs> and and they were like, "Well, what do you mean? Is he all right?" And he's like, "Well, I saw last night he was in an explosion." And they put Trip. Vince wasn't there, so they put Triple H on. Triple H spoke to Trump. It's a true story. Triple H said, "Hey, Don." And he said, and "He said, oh my God, like I'm sorry, like what, 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 you know." And Triple H said, "For what?" Yeah. He said, "The limo and Vince." And Triple H said, "No, nah, it's, it's part of the show." So yeah. he got in the limo and he went out the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean- yeah. And Don, that's, Donald, that's great. This man is now in charge of the pandemic, bro. Yep. I'm oh, going to yeah. cut you slack because you were a kid at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this I man mean, is in think. charge of the pandemic, yeah. and he wasn't sure if Vince McMahon died in the explosion or not. Right, right. I mean, and I'm also not in charge of the pandemic, right? Like, I mean, it's 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 wild. But that's the other thing which you kind of talked about, Vince, and like how quickly he'll pull things out is one of the ways that if they wanted to ever try and popularize it would be able to have betting on Raw and SmackDown more regularly. The problem is, you know, nine times out of ten, you get the update two hours before SmackDown's going on air. Exactly. There's always spoilers. the entire show. But he's also rewriting the entire, like... Yeah, but you have one- limits. And exactly, it's like real life, dude. It's like, it's still a gamble. You don't know. You're betting, put 50 bucks a limit on the fight. So that's what I was going to say. Man, I, there was a book, dude. The limit was like a thousand dollars, because I remember I was like, oh, "I'll try to put two hundred on it." Bang! It let me, and I got crazy, and I was under the impression, I was like, "Look at these odds." I was like, "This guy's plus four thirty. This guy's plus two eighty. This guy's plus six hundred. All I need is like one or two upsets, right?" Yeah. It didn't happen, bro. It was like favorite after favorite after favorite. I was getting mad, and. I'm yelling at my screen. I'm like, freaking Vince. I'm like, you're so predictable. <laughs> I'm like, this is so predictable. This sucks. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, come yeah. on, Vince. Where's the upper? Like, as it went on, I got a couple. It was like, all right, good. I just hit a plus 330. And mm-hmm. it sort of started to even out. But I'll never forget, dude. I got so, 
I literally have like 800 bucks on this match, like the big one that I liked. I do think, I think it was like The Undertaker and Triple H. Mm -hmm. I remember Shawn Michaels at the ref. I pretty much think that John Cena was in it. Like, I don't know if it was John Cena and Triple H. I don't know who the hell it was. But so basically, the match is over. All right. Mm -hmm. I win. The match is over. I win. They raise his arm. The crowd goes crazy and stuff. I actually jump up. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and yeah, people said I'm stupid for betting on this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I won. I'm like, this is the one I needed. Yeah. And yeah. I'm all like literally like really excited. Like actually from a guy, more excited I've been in years, actually. Like I was actually like, yeah, yeah. And I was all like, you know, I was like, this is awesome. I win. And then like two minutes later, JR, oh, here comes Shawn Michaels, guest referee coming in here. Oh, he's restarting the match. And they restart the match. Ding, ding. It goes right away. I lose, like, right away. Bing. And it's not like real. Like, there's not. It's it's said in the bet before. Mm -hmm. All results from WWE.com are final. (laughs) Right? It's not like who got your hand raised. The rules work. So I'm looking at WWE.com, defeated. I'm like, oh, God. Um, so yeah, we had, we had big money on it, but the day that Montreal screw job, it was NFL Sunday. And I remember my roommates in the band homicide, they weren't as into sports as much as I were, but they were degenerate. So if they yeah. thought they could make money, they just tell my picks. Sure. So they did that day because we were going to wrestling. We started drinking at like 10 in the morning, bro. All right. <laughs> big <laughs> NFL Sunday wrestling day in Montreal. It was like, oh yeah, big day. Bret Hart's last day in the mm-hmm. WWE after at the time okay. love Bret Hart we'll get into yeah. that about it's how this sort of wrestling stuff started but best three wrestlers of all time mm-hmm. the best there was the best there is the best there ever will be <laughs> for a reason right uh, <laughs> uh, uh, they don't just go handing out that uh, nickname anyway no no, no. so uh, I crushed it that day like I won like every NFL bet you know what I mean? I remember I was like, ding, bam, boom, boom, like thousands of dollars. This is a long time ago, too. Like, I was killing it. And I remember the Sunday nighter, I was like, I love it. And there was, like, barely even cell phones in those days. <laughs> like, like, you know I remember, like, finding out the score at halftime. I was like, whoa, what? And it was like, the night got even better. You know what yeah, I mean? It was like yeah. a great day. We're winning the game. I had great seats. We're there. And then... The old Montreal screw job happened. <laughs> yeah, a piece of history. I was there. I was damn close to the ring, too. I wasn't on the floor. I was like perfect. Like I had yeah. like perfect, perfect seats in the lower level, right like directly center of the ring. So I saw it all. Like I saw him spit on him. I saw like, I even said he just spit on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. People were throwing things and people were trying to get a Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And then I mean, subsequently, you've seen a documentary that Brett punched him in the face after. Yeah, I mean, I've it's it's weird, but there's <laughs> been a lot of conversation recently, actually, about kind of Bret Hart on Twitter. I've seen a lot of people like you clowns think that Bret Hart wasn't charismatic, and they're posting these promos that could like get anybody to walk into a building just to hear this guy talk for five more minutes. There's a lot of people who are like, like, damn it, Vince, like you he really is, had to screw this guy. These idiots. These oh, idiots. No, yeah. Now it's just the mic stuff. Yeah, Brett wasn't a master of the mic. He didn't have to be. He was that cool, 
right? You want to see him wrestle. You want to see him walk in. Dun, 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 dun. The music and him and Anvil Nightheart and stuff, like the Heart Foundation. I saw, I saw an old promo of Brett's. I think it was, I think it was his brother Owen was going against Pillman. I think they're fighting maybe like the European Championship. And just in like the middle of the match, like Brett walks out. Just on the mic, he's like, stop this. He goes, they, they're trying to get us to fight against one another, right? And Because they're like, he's like, these these fans don't deserve us. Like, we're Canadian through and through. Forget them. Like, we're the Hart family. And he literally, he stops the match and he makes them hug and they walk out. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, I need to watch every Raw that's ever happened from this moment on. It's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Because it's like, cause all of a sudden you're like, yeah, they're a family. Like, let's like let's mob up. Like, there's there's this there's an old photo. That Brian Pillman Jr., Pillman's son, is like a wrestler now, and he posted. He goes, show me a cooler faction. And it's all of them. They all have the leather jacket on with, like, the black and pink shirts, the blue jeans, and they they really do look like the coolest group ever. Yeah, they're, they're so cool. They're so cool that they can wear pink. At the yes. Time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they pulled it off, the black and pink. And, yeah, so, you know, they they, they – they, as you stated, the way that they, the way that went down, you know, there's, there's the argument, Brett screwed Brett, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? That, you know, because Vince screwed Brett, the Montreal yeah. screw job, and no, Brett screwed Brett. And he had the famous interview uh, after. And in hindsight, Brett Hart was a little bit demanding. It's like, listen, bro, you're making way more money in another company. You're leaving. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it was Veterans Day in Canada, too. And he took that Canadian stuff seriously, bro. Very. Yeah, and he was like, I can't lose on Canadian soil. And he mm -hmm. said, I just can't. And they were like, they were like, you have to. They're like, you're leaving. Like, what part of this don't you get? And he goes, I'll give up the belt tomorrow. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince is like, okay, okay. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> right? he's like, thanks, Vince. And Vince is like, all right, guys, come here. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Marenzi, and I'm on the grid. We could say we're in the ring uh, right now. Yeah. That's an to talk some wrestling uh, with Kevin Walsh. There's actually a lot of quite a bit of wrestling news. We're talking about WrestleMania, and we'll get into the UFC a little bit uh, because of this. They're sort of tied hand in hand. I got to get bit. your AEW thoughts, too. Oh, yeah, and I wanted, I wanted to get to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, most sports fans, you know, at one point or another, like, were big wrestling fans. Yeah. And, the WWE is kind of candy ass now. It's unwatchable, to be honest. It's the same people every, the man, the man. And like, it's like, <laughs> it's just the same stuff over and over and over and over and over. It's just, it's, it's nauseating. Right. But yeah, just quickly, as far as Bret Hart was concerned. So the next night when they rolled out Bret Hart as a midget, that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you already screwed yeah. the guy. And then mm -hmm. they're all like, no, no, Bret Hart's here. He didn't leave. And dun, dun, they play his music. Mm -hmm. And he comes out, and it's a little mini midget Bret Hart. That was cold, bro. <laughs> I, 
Oh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's like there the the ruthlessness that that. Vince has shown yeah, like that's the thing that it's real. Like people say, oh, it's fake. Yeah. That's no, no. These guys are really that's, trying to screw yeah. each other. He just like insulted them and rolled out a midget. It's not part of an act. Like no, right? Yeah, like like Brett's at home, furious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those are the things. Like there's there was I don't know if you got to see, but there was a little video package that they aired uh, in AEW. One of the guys that just came over, formerly Luke Harper, is now Brody Lee, and in the pat in the video package, right? He's kind of like the big the big boss leader, and one of his like under guys sneezes in front of him. And Brody Lee snaps. He flips. Get the hell out of here. What's wrong with you? And it's because there's an old story that Vince loses his mind if anybody sneezes in front of him. You know what I mean? So it was a little shot, right? A little shot at Vince. And there's people who are like, man, that's so unnecessary. Why do they have to? It's like, do you know the shots that Vince McMahon has taken over the years? Like, do you have any idea what this guy (laughs) has done? Like, when Dusty came from WCW, like, the reason he was in those black and yellow polka dots was not a Dusty choice. Like, you know what? He made people kiss his ass. Yes. Yes. Literally. Yes. The Kiss My Ass Club. It's a real club. There's real members. You know who I like? The old school, my boy. Uh, The old uh, old Mean Street Posse, Pete Gass. I love those guys. You wouldn't figure I would, you know, the yuppie dudes, but I loved it. They they were so bad wrestlers. They came out and they took a bunch of you. Great stuff. So you're going to like this. So leading into uh, to uh, to the All Elite stuff. So with Jericho. Yeah. Uh, not another Canadian and Chris Jericho from Winnipeg. Um, so years ago, I've been on the radio a long time, right? So yeah. I've also, I was I'm in a metal band, Homicide. And I, I'm working for this, like, I also used to work in the music business, too. And um, so the company I work for tell me, listen, that wrestler Chris Jericho has a band. It's brand new, called Fozzy. Mm-hmm. Jericho has a band. Um, you know, we don't really know much about it. We think it'd be perfect for you. You know, can you promote it on your show? Can you get him on your show? And yeah. promote it and stuff. And um, and uh, my band was going to open up for the, the gig. The oh, wow. Is, we just played. We had just played in the same venue. Mm-hmm. And there was another, like, big metal show coming up, like Merciful Fate or something. And we were on that show. And they basically said, listen, you can't be on every show. And they said, if you want it, you can play with Chris Jericho. But, you know, the Merciful Fate show is bigger or whatever. So... I was like, and at that we played a lot. So at that time, I was I was nice guy, I was a cool guy, Kevin. I actually hooked up a friend of mine, a band, because I said Jericho's. Wow. We were heavier speed metal. I said Jericho's more metal, and I knew doing a metal band that hosted a wrestling show. Aaron Amadeus, Aaron oh, Amadeus. So I was perfect, like synergy and stuff. So the thing is, it was cool. I did the radio ad and everything. Mm-hmm. Don't miss it, September fourteenth, Fozzy with Chris Jericho, <laughs> Jericho, <laughs> and I got to say. Produced by Sports Rage and Gabriel Morenzi. <laughs> so <laughs> I got like production credits like yeah. on the show. It was like yeah. by Donald K. Donald Productions and Sports Rage. And like, like yeah. so the poster and everything, Fozzy, and said Sports Rage. And like mm-hmm. had like my radio station, Sports Rage, Team 990. Like, you know what I mean? So I was part of the promotion. So I'm like, gosh, oh, this is great. I love I love Chris Jericho. So Jericho on the show. So Jericho comes on and we hit it off. Because I know heavy metal, I know wrestling, so we're going back and forth. And 
he's got a mascot. Fozzie had a mascot, Arthur the Pig. Right? Okay. So it's sort of, yeah, sort of like his Eddie of Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. So it's like a guy that was basically in a pig mask, you know, pig face. <laughs> so I used to have some crazy ass callers, bro. Like this is like callers used to be good. Now everyone's an idiot, right? So <laughs> I, yeah, I used to have really good callers, like crazy guys, right? Yeah. And my callers was sort of like a wrestling show. Everyone had a character and a bit, and one guy would flush a toilet after he'd call, go to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone had a bit. It was like the jerky boy era in those days, right? So everyone, like, everyone was a smart mouth. And we had a guy, his name's Madness, almost like our Bob, like kind of like oh, crazy okay. guy would call, but Madness was nuts, nuts, all right? Mm-hmm. So we had a contest live on the radio. It was right, one of my best shows ever. It was Friday night. We have Chris Jericho on the phone, and Jericho's playing in Montreal, like, you know, the next, you know, five days later or something, you know, the next Saturday night. And it was actually, you know what? It was the Friday night before the Saturday we had the contest. So that was it. He comes on on the Friday night and he's like, I need someone to be Arthur the pig for me. And he says, why don't we like do something like have a contest with your listeners or something? Mm -hmm. So I have Chris Jericho on. I'm like, all right, people, this is your chance to not only meet Chris Jericho, but appear on stage with his band as Arthur the pig. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so the contest is, who makes the best pig sounds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay. so we had people calling in. Like, literally, we had a ton of calls. Like, people making pig signs, pig uh, sounds. The craziest caller we have is the winner. He goes over the top. Like, yeah. oh, he's oinking, and he's going yeah, over, yeah. over, over the top. All right? He's going over the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wins. So the next night, we're there, we're at the show. Uh, I'm like, man, where is this guy? He's late. He stiffed us. <laughs> no. He was on the way. He got too nervous for one reason or another. Yeah. And because he's a radio caller, no one had seen him. It was different in those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, people are going to see me. And I got, he got scared. And he made some excuse up that someone died and stuff, but then word on the street is, no, no, he was literally like a block away and panicked and mm-hmm. turned around. So, and he admitted after that, yeah, I got scared. I panicked. Yeah. And so I'm there with Jericho. Jericho's getting mad at me. He's like, you know, you got some real pieces of work to call your show, Gabe. He's like, yeah. He goes, I don't have a freaking Arthur. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm outside. I'm looking outside. I'm like, this son of a. I, I'm going. To, we got someone out of out of the crowd and stuff like that. Yeah. So it worked out. But so this story about Chris Jericho. Now he's now an A and E. So so Chris Jericho hit it off. And same thing. WWE is in Montreal that Sunday night. So he's playing. That's why like he core. He sort of yeah. smart. He correlates like Joe Rogan does, mm-hmm. right? Joe Rogan will do a stand up in a city on Friday and then work the UFC. Yeah. He's genius. Yep. Yeah, paid for from two angles. Mm-hmm. So Jericho did did the show. His band Fozzie would sort of play around the WWE stuff, and so the Sunday, and I didn't want to ask him. I was going to to the event anyways, but he asked me. He goes, "You have tickets for the uh, the event?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, uh, "I said yeah, but you know they're not great." 
And uh, mm-hmm. he goes, well, I'll get you better tickets. And he started, started laughing. <laughs> and uh, he goes, don't worry, but I was going to buy them, buy them yet. I said, yeah, I'm going to buy them, but you know what I mean? They're not great. I wouldn't mind getting better seats, to be honest. And uh, he goes, all right. He goes, um, this is old school, like landline only. He goes, what's your phone number? <laughs> and so I give him my phone number. And he goes, uh, I'm going to call you tomorrow. And I'll leave you a message telling you whether they're at uh, the box office or not. We'll call. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, you know, so the next day, I tell my girlfriend at the time, you know what I mean? Get off the phone. Get off the phone. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> the phone. Like, all day, I was, like, just yeah. looking at the phone, right? Like, get mm-hmm. off the phone. And she's like, what? what's your deal? And I tell her. And she starts laughing in my face, bro. She's like, you think that Chris Jericho is going to call you? She goes, he was just being nice. Yeah. He goes, he's a guy played a show last night, and he was one of the big, like, events. Like, it was a big pay-per-view. Uh, he was a big star at the time. And he's like, she's like, he's not calling. And I'm like, I'm like, he's going to call. He's Chris Jericho. Yeah, I said, he's not going to. He's Jericho. He's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, Y2, uh, he's Y2J. Y2J. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, he ain't. You know what I mean? And uh, what a great, that was a great gimmick, the Y2J that he came oh, up yeah. with. So yeah. it's like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. No. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, you know, he's a busy dude. Must have forgot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, I told you, I told you. Kevin, lo and behold, bro. Yes. 7.15. Dring, dring, dring. Phone picks up. Chris Jericho. Hey, Marenzi. Hey, how you doing? Got your four <laughs> tickets. Box office. <laughs> I looked at her. Yeah. Never doubt Chris Jericho. Yeah. Don't she never doubt go? Chris Jericho. She shouldn't even been able to go. I know. I know. <laughs> and... Uh, it was they. It was in the old days too. They was the, one of the first times they let you keep the seat and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So they like, yeah, we got the seat. Like, I got one of them in the basement actually from a show. Looks like you're in the basement now. There's a basement yeah. to where you are now. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good setup. It's like there's there's a bar here. I actually have it off the hook. There's an old rotary phone in the basement where you know you got to go nine eight. So I have it off the hook because if it rings, it'd mess up the whole thing. Um, well, I give you credit. I saw two millennial kids. It's on. It's online. It's out there. It's, uh, it was on Twitter, but a month ago, his father offered them money and he said, "You have five minutes. Call this number." And it was a rotary phone. Oh yeah. They couldn't do it. <laughs> Nothing. They, yeah, they I'm, picked I'm, it up. I've had it down here my they whole life. They picked it up. They pushed it. They didn't know, like, and the mother was laughing. The father was like, God, you guys are stupid. Like, he, the father was getting mad, basically. Yeah. They couldn't do it. Five full minutes, one of the kids nearly started crying. He was like, I don't know. He's like, <laughs> he like, I don't know. And he, like, they, they yeah, dialed what? one number and, like, listened, and they had no idea how to use a rotary phone. Yeah, the thing is, it's not, like, mobile. Otherwise, I'd bring it over here. It's, it's, it's to my left. But yeah, it's I mean it's old school as it as it gets. It's but it's tan. It kind of like blends into the little oh, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all tan. They were those colors. Think about like the old school dialing in your bets. Mm. <laughs> I used to I used to do the Expos games and there was a payphone mm-hmm. right outside the Expos dugout in the tunnel. I don't know why you have a payphone next to you. Know what I mean it's a payphone. 
But yeah. um, they had a payphone, and Pete Rose on the Expo. It's where he used to bet from. So I used to call in. I was proud of that. I used to call in bets on the same phone Pete Rose did. <laughs> I'd dial in the rotary, call in the yep, bookie yep, and yep. stuff. <laughs> All day. Now, everything, I would never bet with a bookie now because I would only bet legally. Of uh, course. Those days, a little, a little different. Now, only FanDuel. And, uh, only the FanDuel sports. Only sport. FanDuel. And uh, <laughs> DraftKings are good people, too. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, <laughs> DraftKings, DraftKings are good people, too. But So, yeah, Chris, so Chris Jericho, really cool dude. His yeah. band has been very successful, actually. Mm -hmm. um, uh, with with Fozzie and Jericho. And, um, and now he's, one of the, he's at the forefront of this. Yep. And I got to tell you, it's almost like the XFL, right? There's a lot of new leagues, the Alliance League. There's this, there's that. There was TNA, there was Impact. You know, there's a lot There's a lot of different wrestling leagues out there. None of them have ever been a real competitor to him since the old Ted Turner days. And yep. then he, he bought them out. So yeah. since the old Ted Turner days, no one's been a competitor to them. And, you know, even me, I wondered. I'm like, all right, Rhodes, and you got a couple of guys, and you, mm -hmm. you know, how are you going to rewrite the wrestling world here? I got to tell you, man, some quality stuff. Some quality stuff. And I haven't been a mark on a weekly basis. It's more been I watch the replay at 2 in the morning. Yeah. Yet when I tune it on, tune it in, it's retaining me. Like I'm, I'm not even thinking yeah. about changing the channel. I, I tune in to wrestling raw or something. I mm -hmm. last 40 seconds. I'm like, oh, it's hard. I, I can't watch this. Like, we seen Chris Jericho argue with a drone the other night might have been one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Yes. And, and like, that's the thing about Jericho that's so... Was that the first time they did that angle? Yes. Yeah, it was, a very, it was the very first time. And that's well, just the for the record, a, this wrestling, A&E, guys, one of the wrestlers is a drone. Yeah. It's like, it's a drone that, that is equipped to the Matt Hardy character that he then proceeded to also have an argument with. It's called Vanguard. Yeah. Like, Jericho's, like, first name Van, last name Guard. He's calling him a piece of ass. He's like, you son of a, get back here. Oh, yeah, like, he's dropped that, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he gets all like, serious. He goes, but I need you to join me. <laughs> and, like, yeah. he's talking, like, face-to-face -face with a drone, yeah. thinking of the yeah. power that we'd have together. The yes. drone is sort of thinking about it, like, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah, says, yeah, listen to me, Guard. <laughs> listen to me. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Uh, I was just, yeah, that was just too good. And you know what I've noticed? This is how you know it's good. This is how you know it's good. I've watched a little bit, and I tuned in just for the fascination about the crowd. And yeah. the WWE without fans is terrible. It's like bad acting, bad. You're like, dear God, guys, you can't even do this. You're going to be better off just putting on canned programming. It's that bad. And God bless them, because I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even his bit was bad without a crowd. Like, it doesn't work. Yet, Jericho and Hardy and these guys, no crowd, yeah. no problem. It's intense. Yeah, forget. It's like a live Broadway. It's like a Shakespeare or something, like with Hardy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and like, you wow, just these guys in. are really into it for real. They're not, like, faking this. Yeah. And, and, and wait until the crowd comes back. Like, you'll see it. The show that was supposed to be on the list past Wednesday was supposed to be in Newark. It's going to be in, like, mid-July, assuming we're back to having fans and things like oh, I'll that. I'll go to that then. We're back. You got you to gotta go. It, it's it's oh, going yeah, to... I want to go see my favorite wrestler, Vanguard. Yeah. <laughs> it's be I, just like, I like that they think outside the box like that. Like, they have, you know, they have objects now. As a like, it's just great. Like, he's arguing with a drone. <laughs> All right, get on the grid.
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Renzi. I'm on the grid, and so is Kevin Wall. So, you know, we're in this we're in this post-apocalyptic sports world uh, right now, and wrestling has sort of been there. I gotta tell you, like, I haven't I haven't hit rock bottom, Kevin. I gotta be honest. And I bet pretty much every day of my life since um, 1981. Like, think about that. A while, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, like every, like literally, I'm not exaggerating, like wow, pretty much every day. 40. Yet I'm not going through withdrawals. I'm upset financially because I, you know, I'm looking for a spot here or there, mm-hmm. but I'm not sitting here every night, uh, bro, betting on this Madden simulated football and crap. Are you? No, no, I'm not. I, I the Madden sim games. It's also yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Like I saw the uh, the Action Network the other day posted like a one on one bracket that they're gonna sim throughout 2K. They're like we're gonna post futures and it's like you know what, man, I've played 2K before and it's frustrating enough playing. If you think I'm gonna sit there put money down on simulated Kevin Durant against simulated like Damian Lillard. And then, like, Damien, like, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, if people are genuinely interested, sure, right? But or it, do it and don't watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those, like, it just, oh, I'm just randomly betting. At that point, you know what? I swear to God, I'd rather play the lottery. I'd rather play the numbers. Like, the, yeah. the, you know, in New York, they have the four numbers and stuff like that. At that point, guys, you're better off doing that. And listen, I, you know, to me, though, Kevin, it blows my mind. Like you said, these sports sites are talking about it. Twitter's blowing up. I see people, Packers minus three and a half is a lock. I mean, what do you like, guys? Listen, I've bet on virtual soccer before, mm-hmm. um, you know, after about 13 drinks on a Saturday night for fun. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for that. So, I, you know, like I said, so from an entertainment standpoint, I've, I've enjoyed uh, the All Elite uh, Wrestling. And, yeah. I, you know, it's too bad for WrestleMania because that's something, you know, everyone tunes into. And I like to lay it down, recreational bets. And I was thinking, oh, this year at WrestleMania, even with no fans, man, remember I said it'll be the most bet WrestleMania ever, but it's not going to be because everything's in a can uh, right That's now. That's the problem, is is one of the things that, that that I learned a while back. I remember it was um, three, three, maybe four Royal Rumbles ago. All of a sudden, like, you know, you see these articles, Randy Orton now, the odds on favorite to win the Rumble. And I'm like, get that, Pfft, he's not winning the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Like one of those things like, man, I, you know, it's, when you're younger, you're like, man, I wish I bet I'd clean up. Like there's no way he, right? Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble. So it's one of those things you kind of learn. Like if you really want spoilers as much as, you know, your Dave Meltzer's of the world can give you your scoops, look at the betting odds. And they'll give you a pretty good idea what's going to happen. And that's the thing with a taped show, the, there's the favorites are going to, I can't imagine the favorites not all winning if they actually posted odds on a tape show. And I can't imagine they're letting you parlay. Because that'd be the only that'd be the only thing I'd play. An all favorites parlay, even if it's 12, 13, whatever, and just hope that that comes home. All right. So there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of talk 
I don't know whoever starts these things, uh, but <laughs> you know what? Once you get hooked, you get you know. Once you're in, you yeah. can't turn back on it. Very yeah. difficult, especially three. Uh, but I've seen people out there. Who are the best three wrestlers, or your big three, uh, so to speak? And right. we've you know we've had fun with it. Uh, maybe you know you and I will do an NBA one actually, because mm. you know me me and Cam did NHL. We did baseball favorite players. But I'll ask you. I'm sure you've thought about it a little bit. Yeah. Who who's your who's Kevin Walsh's big three? So so this is the thing, right? Because one of the other ways people phrase this is always Mount Rushmore, right? You know who who are the people that would that would sit on Mount Rushmore? Now my favorite three of all time is probably a little bit different, but the one thing is right. If somebody said to try and capture the three most like recent errors, if you will, the people that have completely defined the errors, I would lean towards. Hogan ran his era. Then Stone Cold ran his era as great as, I mean, and there was a zillion people, right? Between Taker, The Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Brett. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But Stone Cold ultimately was the guy, and then this more newer generation was John Cena. So if I had to pick three guys that have defined the three most recent errors, I would say Hogan, Stone Cold, and Cena. You know, um, one, one of the coolest things, one cool thing I've done is interviewed, like, tons of people. I interviewed Stone Cold Steve Austin face-to-face. And uh, it was real cool. And he told me, he said, son, he said, I've done, he goes, I've done about 62 interviews in the last week. He goes, this by far is the best one. (laughs) And uh, he goes, this is fun. He goes, you should get into my business. And and we had a camera and we like face-to-face. Like we were like, you know what I mean? Like Stone Cold liked me actually. But it's funny. Uh um, he liked me, but another time as a fan, he told me to go F myself on the street, me and my buddy. He, he, he laughed, though, in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. Oh, I, I have a lot of wrestling stories, bro. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to the famous one, which I think, you know, maybe we'll squeeze out here just because you're going to love it too much. It's just too funny. But it's tough. There's so many, and I hear what you're saying with the generations, but for me, my big three, like we said, number one, Bret Hart, you know, the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. I'm going to have to go with, oh, yeah, the macho man, Randy Savage. Uh, yeah, like, to me, I was never a big Hulk Hogan guy. I like the bad guys. Like, I like all my favorite guys are lower tier guys. You would probably know. But, you know, I'm thinking, like, iconic, you know, and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Love Piper's pit. Like, that's, like, the precursor to everything. Like, those guys yeah. weren't great. You know what I mean? Piper's pit, but you know, my favorite wrestlers, like, uh, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers, I'm sure you know who he is, is uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yep, absolutely. I'm a big Greg the Hammer Valentine. I like all those old school mean guys. Big John Studd, may rest in peace. King Kong Bundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old big, big, uh, big Vader, right? Big Bam Bigelow. Yeah, 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 he came after. You know, like, so King, King Kong Bundy is funny. He talked, they had great interviews. You know, those shoot, uh, you know, takes on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bundy talked about how he didn't like wrestling. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, and I don't say this insultingly. He goes, it was a job to me. And he said, I never got it. He goes, some of these guys would get so mad. I'm not losing to my town and I'm not losing this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I just, I never really understood that that mentality, he started talking about Bret Hart. He's like, what do you care, bro? He goes, you know, you're not, yeah. you know, and he goes, but he goes, I'm not insulting these guys because they care that much. 
Yeah. Right? And he goes, I just, quite frankly, it was just more of a job uh, to me. But, like, I was a big, big King Kong uh, Bundy fan. Uh, interesting guy. So you're going to like this story. So I go to a wrestling event. It's like a Friday night, uh, Bell Center in Montreal. And it's pretty rowdy in those days. Like, it's rowdy, mm -hmm. right? Like, they didn't mind if you threw cups into the ring and stuff like that at them. <laughs> right? Yeah, and it almost encouraged it. And mm -hmm. so I was a jerk. I'm not going to lie. Me and my buddies all night. <laughs> me and my buddies all night were melting off at every wrestler, and yeah, I was literally in the front row. So yeah. Billy Gunn's there, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, you Lex Luger wannabe. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, hey, can you get me some juice? Like, Look at all the roid. Like I'm riding this guy, and like we're going back and forth and stuff, but he's loving it. Yeah, he's loving it and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he's loving it. He's going off. And he's sort of encouraging people to throw things at him, okay? Yeah. So his match is over, and he's around the ring, and I'm in the front row, and I'm double fisting it. And I got two cups of beer. And one of them, I take a sip, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of warm and flat. And he's coming towards me, and I flick it, like kind of like a shovel pass. Yeah. Except I did it harder than I wanted, and... Mm -hmm. Because of the beer, it flew like oh. it wasn't just a cup. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I hit Billy Gunn right in the face with the beer cup. Not good. No. Not good. And the beer went in his face, except he wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And he came over, and I'm sort of like, eh, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He comes over. He freaking pulled me over the barrier, bro. <laughs> Right, like he pulled me over, like, yeah, I'm on the mat, like, type of thing now. Like, I'm like, I'm not in the stands anymore. Like, I'm like a wrestler. He yeah. pulled me over the, the barrier. All right, the massive dude, yeah, pull me over the barrier. And he tells me, I'm gonna F and kill you. And he's got my arm like around my back and stuff. All right. Yeah. And now security's like jumps on all of us, okay? And they walk, like we walk up the ramp that the wrestlers came out on, okay? <laughs> and Billy Gunn's got my arm in security and the, the security are telling Billy Gunn, we got him, we got him, get off him type thing. Mm -hmm. Billy Gunn's not letting go of my arm. And he's gonna like break my arm. He's got my arm like behind my back type thing. And I should know. I did mouth off a lot too at him, right? So like I upset yeah, him. Sure. So he's got me. This is one million percent true. Like, there's witnesses and a whole nine yards, bro. Yeah. They pull me into their dressing room where the wrestlers are getting ready. All right. Oh. I see Mick Foley, okay, mm -hmm. as mankind. He's yeah. standing like three feet in front of me. I'm in the room. And Billy Gunn's now really losing. I'm going to F and kill you, kid. And he's going off and like he's like freaking out. And I look over to mankind. I'm like, Mick, Mick, you got to help me. <laughs> and I start, he's putting the sock on and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, you got to help me, man. Mick, Mick. He just sort yeah. of looks at me and like looks away. And um, they brought me into like this. So, Billy Gunn lets me go. The security, I'm worried about security. Like they have me in like the underground bunker of the arena now. Yeah. Right? Then I'm I'm name dropping. 
I'm like, you guys trying to rough me up, man. I swear to God. I'm like, like, I'm like you know, <laughs> they're like, chill out, chill out. They're like, no, nah, we're not going to beat you up. They're like, but you're gone. You're out. All right. Uh, you're kicked out. Yeah. So I get kicked out. I'm on the street. I'm like, wow, that escalated fast. <laughs> Except the thing is, dude, they had a restaurant. They yeah. had a restaurant in the arena and they used to stamp your hand. So my hand was stamped. So I just went right back in the arena. I bought like a WWE hat and yeah. went right back to the row and stuff. After. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so after, after the card and stuff, I'm on the street. I'm on the street. People are coming up to me left and right, bro. Now, I used to have long hair, right? I kind of look like Bret Hart. And I used to have long hair, skinnier, smaller Bret Hart. I had a leather jacket and stuff, but my buddy was this massive dude, literally like six foot eight. Like he looked like The Undertaker, literally. Yeah. I had people coming up to me. What's your character's name? Are you a manager? <laughs> Who are you with? I had chicks rolling up to me and stuff. Yeah. People were like pointing. It was like Fan Man of Seinfeld. Hey, Fan Man. People were outside. They were like, hey, that's that guy with Billy Gunn. People yeah. were coming up. Who are you with? Are you going to be where are you on the show? Like, yeah. Are you Billy Guns? Like, are you going to feud? Are you a manager? Like, what's your angle? And yeah, I'm all yeah, drunk yeah. playing it up. Well, you'll see. I can't give away too much. I'm taking pictures with people outside. <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. So, that's great. About three months later, I should note Billy Gunn appeared at a club that night after. There was an after party. I tried yeah. to go, me and my buddies. They wouldn't let me in. There was security there and they knew. They were like, no, 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 no. You were the guy that got kicked out and we didn't want trouble. <laughs> so I don't know. About three months later, there's a house show on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I find out Billy Gunn's on the card. I'm like, oh, I'm going. Right? I'm going. Well, same thing, Kevin. I made sure I paid more. I got like right in the front, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't even repeat the things I was saying. Like, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. proud. I was saying a lot of bad things to the guy. I'm sure. All right. I'm there was sure. this kid. He had a box of pizza. All right. <laughs> the kid finishes pizza. I said, hey, kid, give me your box. Get the box. And I wrote, Billy Gunn is. <laughs> and I can't yeah. repeat it. No. And I'm holding it up in the front row. He comes over to me, man. And he goes, I don't know what your effing problem is. He goes, I don't know what I ever did to you. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'm just trying to do my job, man. He sort of says this fast. Wow. He puts his hand out and he goes, are we good? Are we good? Wow. I stuck my hand out, yeah. shook his head. And in total wrestling, Kevin, I went from like deriding the guy, turned yeah. around, Billy Gunn's the man. Billy God, everybody! Billy God! And I'm like... (laughs) Yes. I didn't know. I gotta be honest. This all happened before. Do you remember when they did, like, the rough, tough series when they fought for real, kind of, in the WWE? Yeah. Yeah. I never knew how tough this guy was in real life, okay? You know, the guy used to wear, like, you know, kind of frilly type... I was calling him some, you know, names. Hey, pretty boy. I didn't realize him and his brother, Bart Gunn, these guys can kill anybody in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I just listened to Billy Gunn on a podcast saying, like, he's like, yeah, at first I didn't really understand what wrestling is, and then someone, like, brought me to a ring and beat me up, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, the only reason he bought in is because he, he found out he could actually hit people. You know, like... That's the thing. That's the yeah. thing. Those guys are different. Like, the Steiners, that's not Seth Rollins. Like, it's a different breed. Yeah. Another level. I'm telling you, during this break, I've watched a bunch of, like, Steiner brothers... They're the two most badass dudes. I watch their matches. I'm like, I don't, I think they're pissed at the other guys the whole time. Every time Scott's in, he just smacks the dude, lifts him up, screams at the crowd, let's get, and just drops the dude on his head. Rick you gets see, in. Like, some people do a body slam. The Steiner's like, ba bam! Like, they enjoy it. Like, that's the thing. He enjoys beating you up. That he used to do in Japan called, I think it was like the Steiner Driver. You look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'll I'll put a link up on Twitter to it. And he drops the dude straight on their head. And he gets up and he screams, you ain't getting up from that one. Like, the dude, he's just on the top rope cheering. People didn't like wrestling against the Steiners because of that, though. Because they were, it was real. Same yeah. thing, like all my old guys like that. Uh, Jeff Patera, I don't know if you know, look him up. Jeff Patera, he was like a weightlifter. Like in real life, he used to throw fans through, like he'd beat fans up in hotel bars. Don Morocco, mean-spirited dude. I got robbed by a famous wrestler at night point who hit rock bottom. He had a cocaine problem and he robbed me. Um, we'll save that for another time. And I have a great Brock Lesnar story. Brock Lesnar threatened to kill me. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 